0: We he help basically deal makers push the deal forward by being more attuned, more aware of the subtleties um, that are mostly nonverbal. For example, uh, how your voice sounds, how your body Interesting. Change, you know, is, is seen, your hand gestures, your micro expressions, even stuff in email that are not very trivial. For example, uh, your response time, Okay, your, the, the relative length
1: of your email versus the other person's. <laughs> Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, UpWest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel, and in media partnership with c tech Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Meet Ori Manor Zuckerman, co-founder and CEO of Substrata. Meet Ori, a serial entrepreneur born and raised in Israel. He served in the special naval intelligence unit in the IDF and founded several companies, including Vlushine Ventures, Discover Cloud, Dataviz, acquired by Evocative, and Unomi, acquired by WeWork. Today, he's leading Substrata, a non-verbal communication AI startup that helps dealmakers get a unique advantage in complex deals through innovative social signal processing technology. Oli, Manor, Zuckerman, thank you so much for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you.
1: Thank you very, very much for joining me today. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you about your your own life journey. You have a fascinating journey as a serial entrepreneur, uh, having gone through uh, quite a variety of different fields. And, and occupation. So I'm excited to, to pick your brain on, on, on those pieces and then leading towards the current company that you're running, Substrata, uh, talking a little bit about, you know, deal making, about negotiations and what does it mean to, to actually close a sale and not just from an intuitive perspective, but, but a little bit more hands on with how can we actually become better at it through deep technology? And so, Ori, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and different milestones in your journey that led you towards Substrata
0: okay so wow it's, it's a big question um just you know in bullet points i'm 40 i'm married with a baby i uh, i live in Tel aviv i served in uh, a naval intelligence unit in the idf uh i founded a couple of companies including t-rex signification company discover cloud b2b sauce marketplace database was acquired by vocative you know me that was acquired by WeWork, and today obviously as you said i'm leading substrata i think my life went through deal making uh, initially, I was extremely shy. I never liked to sell, and I was even afraid to buy. I remember when I was a kid, uh, and my my father was uh, we were on on the beach, and uh, me and my sister were like toddlers. So our father gave us some money, go buy ourselves some pops popsicles or something. Uh, I I was actually afraid to go ahead and buy something because I I was afraid that if I'm going to uh, take a product and not give enough money, then I'm going to be a thief. So. Um... Uh, Uh, I I was really against this thing, and I was against deal-making until I was 20-plus. But then when I started entrepreneurship, uh, it occurred to me that, you know, this is not going to go away. So I might as well embrace it and really learn how to do it. Um, And, I mean, throughout my career, whatever I've done, uh, deal-making was a big, big, big part of it.
1: I love it. And so tell me just a little bit about... You know the, the the initial journeys as an entrepreneur, and and maybe a little a few of the things that have shaped you as a leader that then you're you're taking with you into the different startups that you ventured into.
0: So uh, when I uh, was released from uh, the IDF, um, I worked for a while as a as a fitness instructor in uh, home Place here in Israel. Uh,
1: wow, <laughs> that's so cool.
0: I mean, then, I mean, roughly around 2004, uh, 2005, e-commerce really started booming. So I got into affiliate marketing and I really excelled. I was actually uh, in in ClickBank and and, uh, CJ, Commission Junction, were the the biggest affiliate marketplaces back then. I was one of the the top 50 in the world. Uh, Without knowing code, uh, just, you know, I was a student at Ben-Gurion University and that was my hobby and job. I built funnels, wow. sites. I even wrote a book. I didn't really uh, write it myself. I had a uh, um, you know uh, a provider that did that to me. But that really taught me how to build a business from scratch. It was a small business, but it taught me how to buy media and funnel traffic into an online product, do the upsells, do the cross-selling, expand it, and on and on and on. Uh, eventually, I sold more than uh, 40,000 copies of that uh, uh, first book that I uh Produced, I don't even say I write it because it's not, I, I don't uh, deserve that title. Uh, and that led me into entrepreneurship, which I then started first with Value Shine, more of a project-based company, then with uh, um, TRX, the gamification uh, company for online gambling companies, um, DiscoverCloud, B2B SaaS marketplace, eventually you know me, which was a sales intelligence uh, platform. We served hundreds of clients, and eventually we got acquired by uh, WeWork, as I mentioned before.
1: Incredible. Okay, and so I, I want to understand a little bit how you got to this idea of value making in deals and negotiations through technology. What 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 le- what were the different pieces that led there? So, shortly after
0: uh, Value China, I, I uh, started more businesses, including uh, Verticads, a media company, uh, T Rex, a gamification company for the uh, gaming industry—not to say the online gambling industry, essentially um and discover cloud b2b saas marketplace and then you know me and your question relates to you know me you know me was my previous uh, uh startup i uh, founded it together with gautav V. uh and what we did essentially is we developed a uh, platform that helped sales teams get more uh, market insights and market intelligence on potential uh clients on prospects uh, so we basically harbored uh, data about hundreds of hundreds of thousands of, of different companies and millions of people, so that, you know, SDRs and AEs were able to discover more stuff about not just the people they're about to talk to, but also about their companies, org charts, phone numbers, uh, funding rounds, everything you can imagine, even technology that the company is using. Uh, that company was acquired by WeWork in 2017. Uh, and there, I found myself, you know, uh, managing uh, growth projects of, of various kinds. Uh, but the, the thing about you know me was that it was about sales, and we worked with a lot of sales teams. So I got very familiar with the challenges of, of salespeople and, and deal making. Uh, not just the stuff that we've done, and we had a lot of big clients, but also the stuff that our clients were doing. So I got a lot of accumulated experience uh, in this, the area of deal making and sales.
1: So, before we dive into Substrata, tell me a little bit about the world of deal making and sales from your perspective. And, and what were some of the things that you learned that, that aren't so trivial you know, to the average you know, entrepreneur or, or you know, learner?
0: Yeah, so what I discovered is that um, there's a lot of implicit stuff going on. So, it's not just about having a great product, which is important, uh, a competitive product. It's not just about the information that you relay to the other end. It's also about the more subtle stuff. It's about the nuances. It's about the dynamics between the, the seller, so to speak, and the buyer or the AE and the prospect. Um, not just, I mean, it's throughout the, the process. It's the SDR and then the AE, and then whoever uh, the, the lead is being uh, handed off to. Um, and the implicit stuff, at least in my um, experience, are the ones who you know make the difference they they can make or, or break the, the deal. And I think Substrata in, in a way is uh my way of of um you know downloading what I know, but uh in the context of a deep learning uh, methodology and making it accessible to, to a lot of other people way better than I could ever do it of course and way more accurate. But that was that that that's where it stemmed from essentially.
1: Incredible. Tell me a little bit about Substrata.
0: So um, in Substrata, we're using uh, Deep Tech to analyze uh, the power dynamics between the two sides of a deal: the buyer and the seller. It can be right for investment bankers. It can be uh, proper for um, 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 VCs or trying to raise from LPs. It can be uh, good for B2B salespeople. Whoever deals with you know high-end, complex transactions. There's a lot of ego involved, a lot of power games, a lot of social dynamics. This is where Substrata uh, shines. And what we do essentially is we analyze it, especially in the nonverbal areas, uh, so that we can um, we can find social nonverbal social signals uh, that are discrete, implicit, mostly covert, but they can make or break the deal. And we use that to increase the awareness of our user, which is mostly the seller. Uh, so we help basically deal makers push the deal forward by being more attuned, more aware of the subtleties um, that are mostly nonverbal. For example, uh, how your voice sounds, how your body change, Interesting. you know, is, is seen, your hand gestures, your micro expressions, even stuff in email that are not very trivial. For example, uh, your response time, Okay, your, the, the relative length of your email versus the other person's uh length of email if you are writing your name with a um you know um lowercase or uppercase i know the grammatically correct way is uppercase but maybe uh the first letter but maybe uh there's a certain signal that you send out when you're actually using lowercase interesting
1: wow i'm I'm gonna i want to stop you there because this is obviously something that you know I get to partake in myself especially in, in the world of venture capital and I honestly never stop to think that maybe that am I, am I actually you know acting in the right way not just in in the way that I was that I was taught in seventh grade of how to write emails but maybe I need to rethink about the way that I'm that I'm presenting myself in the, in the communication sphere now the, the real question that I have here is that how how do we know where where is the source of truth how do we know what is the right way to act? Because obviously it's gonna be different for every person. It's gonna be different according to the person that I'm gonna be speaking to, right? Well,
0: not necessarily, but uh, our source of truth is the truth. So we're locating where the truth is and uh, there are you know a series of truths that we need to relate to. The, the obvious one is whether the transaction was successful or not. So basically we can right, right. We connect to the CRM and see uh, historically whether the deal was uh, closed won or closed lost, uh, and that's one source of truth. But we always take we also take smaller steps in that direction. For example, before you are uh, cooking a deal, uh, before you even get to the first Zoom meeting or or face to face meeting, there's there's a bunch of emails going on, whether it was inbound, outbound, or an introduction, and we can um, see where there's a certain decay. For example, if there's a decay, it means that uh, email efforts did not succeed. If there's a continued uh, engagement, it means that something is being done properly. So we have all sorts of, of, uh, in in deep learning, we call it error loss um, values that we can relate to.
1: The the way that you're, that that then you're able to analyze, it means that that you need to be a part of this process. You need to be a very intimate part of the negotiation and deal-making process so that once you have the signal of whether the deal was made or not, you can then go back and trace and and, and fine tune those errors.
0: When you say you, you mean us as Substrata or the you? Yeah,
1: yeah, Substrata, yeah. Uh,
0: Substrata is a real-time tool that also gives you uh, aftermath uh, analysis. So yeah, it is part of the interaction. So it follows you when you're sending emails, if you want it to, of course. Uh, it works alongside you when you are doing um, you know, a Zoom session or whatever other conference tool you're using. Uh, and it connects to your CRM, so it basically escorts you throughout the process from the first email to the the conversion point and, and post-conversion.
1: How do investors, salespeople, how do they react to this idea that they're going to have this tool that is going to be with them, you know, in real time, giving them feedback? When you know, a lot of it is based on relationships, based on intuition. How, what, what is sort of the the res, uh, how how are people receptive to what's happening here?
0: It's a big step for a person who never heard about it, uh, and it, this requires us to do some market education because I think there's a lot of um, um, mystery, sort of, or, or BS mystery in, in sales that people think that if you do X, this Y will happen, uh, and I think people, most people don't really recognize what's going on uh, underneath, you know, what's really going on uh, when it comes to the power dynamics. Some kind of understand it, but they they put it aside. They don't want really want to confront it because uh, right. sometimes you're losing. Sometimes it's not a good experience. Uh, we 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 look we look at it in the eyes, so to speak, and we're confronting it. And uh, it's it's a I don't know if it's a leap, but it's at least half a leap to really fully recognize what we're doing. It's not trivial.
1: What does this actually mean to the world of sales? That you know. If now we're negotiating and and a a big part of it is the relationship form of it. How does this change the dynamic of of the way that I am acting in the negotiation phase? If now perhaps some of my words, some of my punctuation, some of my demeanor is altered by by somebody else giving me this advice.
0: Yeah, so it depends on who you are. So if you are a very savvy dealmaker... And you you're intuitively attuned to these aspects. It's not a big change. It is a critical change because sometimes when you lose your mojo, it can help you you know uh, yeah. stay stay in the zone. But you really you you can really you know slip into it very easily, and it's going to be very helpful and useful uh, as a correcting tool, like an invisible aid. Um, for for the less savvy deal makers, it's a total game changer. Uh, because it suddenly makes them fully aware of all the errors that they're doing, of all the stuff they're, that they're um, uh, not even thinking about.
1: I love it because I'm guessing that there's so much low-hanging fruit that people don't even have that person that sits in and, you know, you know flying the wall to give them this these little tips and advices, not even things that change their personality, but things that maybe they don't know about you know, the culture of the other person you know, are not really cognizant of the way they are responding to the way we're talking. A lot of these things, right?
0: Yeah, totally agree.
1: I love it. Where does your, you know, vision lie with this? So if you're looking at, you know, today's real-time software with Substrata and you're looking more broadly about this world of deal-making negotiations, a lot of the social interaction behind closing sales, What what is sort of the grand vision here?
0: My grand vision is not to be um, focusing solely on sales. I think this can be extremely helpful for uh, HR, for example, because of, you know, post-COVID, we have more and more remote interviews. Uh, right. And I think this can be fantastic for both sides, by the way, for the interviewer or for the interviewee. Um, it can be also, you know, uh, good for the defense industry, but we're not really going that way. At least not at the present, because we really don't want to politicize the company or do anything of that sort. Um, but some people say, and I hear that, I heard that so many times, that it might be effective for dating. And to some extent, I agree; it can. I'm not sure where we're going to go here.
1: Interesting. <laughs> wow, interesting. And I, I'm guessing that that's applicable both to those to to the real world and the and the you know the physical world and the virtual world. And uh, you know, with with the devices always on, they, they can always give us some indication. What, where, you know, what's really inspiring you about about your day to day. So, one of the things that I'm always curious about, especially with people that that have such an incredible journey like yours and have, have done different things every day, you choose to wake up and to lead Substrata. So, why, why, what, why do you do what you do? I, I think
0: um, there's something really bold about this, and sometimes it's deterring. Sometimes it actually. Uh, eats you up because the the challenge, the technical challenge is extremely hard, excruciating, but it's also extremely exciting. And there's a good feeling in the air that we've, first of all, we've kind of cracked uh, a secret code and that we were able to really take a a tiny peek into the truth and then to, to make that, you know, accessible to others and make it, uh, um, accurate and and uh, reliable. That's a big big challenge. Uh, and I think I mean it's also when you talk about nonverbal communication, it's a second language that everybody speaks, but most are not aware of. Think about the fact that right um, how only you know very good politicians are you know fluent speakers of that language. And in a way, we're kind of um, commoditizing it so that more people can, can enjoy the um, you know, the advantages <laughs> of being more fluent and nonverbal, not just making it the, right. the advantage of, of, of the precious few.
1: I, I love it. And if you know if you're looking at you know just some traditional things that that I or some of my friends in the space should be looking for as you've now spent some some good amount of time thinking about this space, what what are some things that we should be keeping in mind as we approach you know, negotiations, deal making, Uh, You know, from your perspective. Are you looking for like uh, easy tips or something? Uh... Not not easy tips, but maybe questions that are non-trivial that we should be asking ourselves that we may not even know to ask. Just like this idea of punctuation. I never thought of asking myself, am I using the right form of punctuation in my communication? Or lack lack of punctuation. Or lack of. So I think, I don't know,
0: a good question would be, I guess, um, what... Who do I need to be in order for the other person to trust me or look up to me and buy what I'm saying? Interesting. That would be a good question to ask.
1: So in other words, understanding the stakeholders, you know, where where they're coming from and what they may value and what kind of persona they might be more comfortable working with in this specific scenario, which is not necessarily the one that that you're usually portraying.
0: Yes, but, but it's not necessarily about changing our character. It's more about changing our position or perceived position in the interaction. right? Um, right. And right. putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, obviously. Um, and if you do that, it's really going to help, I think.
1: I love it because you're actually saying it's not just about changing the... It's not about being a different person. It's perhaps being the same person, but, but channeling a different... Type of 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 energy, different uh, different information that that is still you, but you know, within a, an hour long sales conversation, you can't possibly show all your sides, and so it's important to pick and choose the ones that are more critical.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I love it. Now, if you go back a, a little bit in time, what what really fascinated you as a kid?
0: <laughs> as a kid, I was um, I was a very typical kid. I was extremely fascinated with wars and fights conflicts um you know I always had like groups and there were always fighting and <laughs> I would go back home and yeah. my mom would ask did you win this one and for mom I always won uh, although the truth was not uh, as consistent um I-, I think what I learned as I grew up that the interesting conflicts are not physical are actually they're they're implicit they're covert and they're they are conflicts nonetheless sometimes they're way more uh, um, fierce than the physical ones.
1: I love it. What are a few words do you would choose to describe yourself?
0: Three words. Ah, okay, so perhaps stubbornness would be something that most people that know me would agree. I would love to say persistent, okay. but I don't want to sound, you know, uh, I don't want to c- compliment myself too much. I'm pretty stubborn uh, When I w- when I decide on something. Uh, it's really hard to move me. Doesn't mean that I don't listen, I actually listen. But when, when I'm really fixing an idea, I'm extremely stubborn. Um, cognizance. Um, okay. I think you mentioned that word before, so it just popped out. I'm extremely cognizant about cognizant about um, the stuff that are. Um, when you say someone, you know, you, you either got it or you or you don't. So I'm in my head. It's like. No, we can break it down. It's not that mysterious. So I, I really like to, to imagine how those mystical processes can be broken down into features and stuff. What is it made out, made out of? Um, and I mean, I, I don't want to say about myself, but I guess the, the last word would be heart because I, I am a people's person. Uh, I'm not that kind of fierce, cruel CEO that I would... Uh, uh, that I need to be I have a bigger heart for for better or for, or for worse
1: Ori, right. thank you very, very much I really, really enjoyed this conversation I appreciate the time and, and best of luck with Substrata I look forward to checking out myself and, and thank you for everything Stay safe and stay healthy
0: Thank you, Michael Thank you so much